Here's Larry Kudlow. assume that's the Bing Crosby version. I, oh, you see that? I was wrong. It's uh, the Drifters. But the great thing about this, it's using the C word, Christmas. Very politically incorrect. Not allowed to talk about Christmas on Christmas. But we talk about Christmas. We're very politically incorrect. And speaking of politically incorrect, let's look at the stock market. Which, I'm looking here, I know we have a week to go, but year-to-date, the S&P 500, yeah, minus 19%, so that's pretty bearish, pretty bear markety. The um, Dow Jones total market is down 21%. The Russell 2000 is down 22%. So, yeah, we're still in a bear market, aren't we? The NASDAQ is down 33%. The Dow Jones is only down 8.5%. Dow is up 283 points this week. The NAS was down 208. The S&P 500 was down 8. I took yesterday off, and I'm taking next week off. So we'll see how this all shakes out. Let's get some very expert opinion. We have Jim LeCamp, Senior VP at Morgan Stanley. And we have Mike Ozanian, Assistant Managing Editor of Forbes Media, and co-host of the wonderful program, Forbes' Sports Money. That one plays on the Yes Network. So, gentlemen, welcome. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Other various seasonal greetings. I'm emphasizing Christmas myself because Joe Biden wouldn't mention the word Christmas when he gave his national Christmas tree speech, which I think is pretty pathetic. But we're here to talk stocks, aren't we? So, Mike Ozadian, I was looking, um, you know, you and I, old-timers that we are, the conference board's index of leading indicators falls for the ninth straight month. That can't be a good thing. Now, the stock market's holding up somewhat, but um, between that and the inverted yield curve, and the collapse of M2 money supply. I don't know, Mike. What do you think about the story here? Give us some wisdom, please. Merry Christmas to you and Jim, Larry. Thank you, and Happy New Year. Yeah, I, I'm i old school. I, I think the leading indicators are, have a pretty good track record. Uh, I just tried to take a pretty deep dive into something that I care a lot about and maybe think is most important when it comes to stocks, corporate profits. Mm. Uh I, I was looking at even with the revision that came out Friday in GDP, they're talking. The Fed, St. Louis's Fed, is talking about zero percent growth uh, year over year for quarter three. Mm-hmm. Not good. Uh, and then you look at the bigger companies. Backset is talking about a two point eight percent decline in the third quarter, uh, which would be the worst. Uh, year-over-year report since 2020. So you're talking the pandemic, third quarter of 2020. Uh, The ratio 
of negative earnings revisions to positive earnings revisions is running at about a two-to-one rate in favor of ner- uh, negative revisions. Hmm. So uh, given that, uh, I'm still bearish on stocks overall. Yeah. Profits are the mother's milk of stocks. Plus, the Fed's not done tightening. No. We are, we are getting some better news uh, on inflation, somewhat better news. Uh, Jim LeCamp, I'm looking at, looking at the personal income number came out for November. So the PCE deflator for the last three months is 3.3% annually. So that's way down. The 12 month is 5.5. The core deflator is 3.6 for the three months and 4.7. Trouble is, all that stuff is above the 2% target. So, um, Mr. LeCamp, what are you thinking here? I mean, I don't think the Fed's done. As Mike Ozanian said, I don't think the outlook for profits is very good. Um, what are you thinking? Well, since you invoke the drifters, I would definitely say we are more under the boardwalk than we are up on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> the, Very good. Very as good. Michael uh, pointed out, uh, leading indicators are, are one of my favorite indicators. But there, there's something else out there that not enough people are talking about, and that's the giant disparity between the BLS numbers and the household surveys. And not only that, if you look at the uh, at men ages uh, 25 to 54, 7 million are not in the workforce, 15 million women. I, I think the jobs market isn't anywhere near as good, and I think the falling inflation numbers, which are good, are somewhat of a reflection of a weaker economy. We're seeing um, we're seeing delinquencies start to ramp up a little bit. We're seeing consumer savings um, at the lowest level since 2008. And ultimately, this all boils down to what Michael was talking about, and that's corporate profits. And if you look at Wall Street, they're way too high. But even if they're not, even if they're not too high, let's look at consensus. 220? 220, apply, slap a 15 multiple on that, which is being very, very generous. Mm-hmm. You're still looking at 3,300 on the S&P 500, and we're above that now. Uh, so I, I don't think you can say anywhere at all that we're anywhere near a market bottom, and the recession hasn't even announced itself. And since it was Keith Richards' birthday this week, the, yeah, you can, the recession is clearly saying, can't you hear me knocking? I mean, it's it's right on our door here. And so um, I I think first we have to see recession. Second, we have to see a rate cut before we can start looking for a market bottom because these have always preceded market bottoms since World War II. We haven't even seen the VIX spike up anymore. I think that's partly because Treasury yields are so high that some money, instead of buying puts or, or shorting the market, some money just saying, what the heck, I'm going to buy a one-year or two-year treasury and put the money there. And that's another challenge for stocks is that short rates are so high that they're not a terrible parking place. So I, I just think we're not done yet. Yeah, the three-month bill is 428. The two-year note is 432. So those are, those are you're right, those are very competitive now. Uh, actually, they're both above uh, the most recent – PCE deflator reading, at least a three-month reading. Uh, the bill rate is 428. 
So what did I just say? 3.3%. Uh, hang on a second. I'll give you the exact. Yeah, 3.3% is the last three months of the PCE deflator. And the Treasury bill is, we'll call it four and a quarter. So it's actually a positive real yield. So it's starting to compete. That's a good point. Um, the first nine months of the year, the consumer price index, 7.4% annually, real GDP, 0.3%. So that doesn't detract from the recession story. I mean, it's very, essentially the economy has been flat this year. Um, the, the Atlanta GDP is, it's, it's above 3% the last time I looked. So maybe the fourth quarter will be a little bit better. But it still will have been a sloppy year. Coming to your, uh, your other point, um, the S&P 500 is 3845, I'll call it, 3845. So what did you say? You said it should be with 15 times? I, I'm saying you've got to be generous to get there because that, that would imply 220 times earnings is generous. Uh, Morgan Stanley's at 195. They're on the mm-hmm. more bearish side. Mm-hmm. but And consensus is up around 230. But to Michael's point, a lot of these revisions aren't 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 factoring into a, a lot of what Wall Street's projecting for earnings yet. But let's let's be generous and say 220, and let's be really generous and slap a 15 multiple on there when most bear markets end at 13 or 14. But at 15 times earnings, you're at 3,300. That's 500 points below where we are right now, and yeah. that's that's being really optimistic. And. <clears throat> I'm looking at crude oil. West Texas crude is, um, I'll call it eighty dollars, seventy nine forty six. Brent crude is eighty three ninety two, so call it eighty four. So, oil prices are still pretty high. Um, gas prices nationwide, a little above three dollars. Actually, those are up slightly. Natural gas, if you can get any, is five dollars. So. That doesn't really – I mean, you'd like to see a bigger drop in those energy prices, Michael Zanian. Yes, and I think that goes to the fact that what we're talking about, which is that the Fed is a long way from being done. And, you know, Jim mentioned something I think that a lot of people have overlooked, which is a lot of the consumer spending has been driven by depletion and savings. It's the same is true on the corporate side. If you look at retained earnings, which essentially is, is – the accumulated savings from profits that that corporations have, there was a very big drop last quarter. Uh, And and that, to me, is a bearish sign because from that is where, you know, CapEx is spent and additional spending by companies. You know, it's basically an accumulation of profits after dividends over the years. And we hadn't had a, a drop like this in a while. So my point is corporations, like consumers, have been digging into savings uh, to, to maintain spending, to maintain dividends. Uh, and, and if you look back at history, that tends to be a bearish sign. And Jim's talking about applying a generous multiple to 15. Absolutely. But the forward P.E. right now is 17. So I, I think there's a big disconnect right now between how much more tightening the Fed has to do and how stocks are priced. And, you know, I think if I think if people really believed that we had hit a bottom in stocks, when GDP was revised Friday higher for Q3, I think stocks would have jumped much more because it was a very significant increase upward. 
But I don't think that people, you know, are really buying into that. And, you know, I, I tend to think it's a, it's a bearish direction we're going in now for corporate profits and corporate spending. Uh, and I think that's going to uh, hurt productivity. And uh, so I think well into next year, 2023, I think the signals are bearish. All right. We're going to take a quick break. On the other side of the break, we're going to get Bing Crosby and White Christmas. <laughs> okay. I got to hear Bing Crosby. Otherwise, none of this stuff uh, works for me. We're talking to Michael Zanian of Forbes Media and Sports Money on the S Network. We're talking to Jim LeCamp and Morgan Stanley. I'm Kudlow. We're waiting for Bing Crosby and Christmas, the C word. I know it's politically incorrect, but we'll be right back anyway. Now, back to the Larry Kudlow Show. just have to love that you just have to love that i'm giving away my age it has everything it has bing crosby it has the c word christmas my god those of you that don't know that go go and find it somewhere it's on youtube or wherever you go and find these things i don't know i mean come on that's really the only bullish thing we have today is bing crosby dreaming of a white christmas my god Michael Zanian, um, to get back to secular boring stuff here, the Federal Reserve, which entered our conversation in the first segment, but only briefly, the Fed is targeting a 2% inflation rate. And even though we've had good progress, uh, we're not there yet. But they're also targeting a 4.5% unemployment rate. point I want to make is, um, in terms of the outlook for next year, The Fed wants, I don't know if they want a recession. They say, you know, they come pretty close when you look at their dot plots institutionally to talking about a recession. But let's see, the unemployment rate, I believe, is 3.7. They want it to go up to 4.4. That is not pro-growth. That is (laughs) recession-like, okay? And that's going to add to whatever miseries there may be in terms of a sinking economy, and in terms of sinking profits. I don't see how you get around that. They're not going to stop until they see a significant hike in the unemployment rate. I don't happen to agree with that approach to inflation fighting. I don't agree with it one bit. It's the old Phillips curve. But that's what they're aiming at. What do you think this is going to do to the stock market? I think it's going to be very bearish. Uh, but. Also, because of what Jim touched on, I think the unemployment rate and the jobs economy is much worse than the Fed thinks and that Wall Street thinks. You know, the Philadelphia Fed came out with an analysis, and this may have been what Jim was was touching on, 
which basically what they said was by their calculations, instead of a million jobs being created in the third quarter, there were 10,000 net mm-hmm. new jobs in the third quarter. Uh, so I, based on that and based on just what I see being involved every day working uh, and, and what I see corporations doing, I, I think we're in a much better situation for the labor market already. Uh, and I think the Fed's miscalculated that, and that's why I think their policy, and I'm with you, I don't agree on the Phillips curve, but uh, I think it's going to be a lot worse uh, than than people are anticipating. And I think it's another bearish sign for stocks. I mean, I hate to be so bearish as the day before Christmas uh, yeah. with Dean Crosby in the background, but I'm, I'm just calling it like I see it. Well, you have to. I mean, uh, Jim LeCamp, uh, the, the <laughs> We've seen weakness in the household survey all along. We mm-hmm. haven't seen it so much in the payroll survey. But I think, I don't know, I didn't read the Philadelphia Fed thing. I looked at the headlines and so forth. But I think that's one of the things they're getting to, or maybe that's one of the results of their study. Uh, and so the Fed is going to go into its usual overkill. That's the most concerning part. Um, you know, do you think they'll have any common sense this time or let me put it to you differently do you think the inflation numbers jim will keep falling and rescue the fed i mean you do you've seen good progress i mean the three-month uh pce deflator is slower than the six month and the six month is slower than the 12 month so you've got a definite downtrend in inflation maybe they'll come to their senses earlier this time around maybe uh, maybe, but the uh, Fed's track record, <clears throat> you know, they, they think they can micromanage the economy, and they, they think they can predict what's going to happen. And the lesson uh, that we've learned from them is that they can't, and they're not very good at it at all. They have all the data in the world, but the interpretation of that data and the powers that they have uh, has been way off the mark every time. I mean, think back to 2018 when they said we're going to raise rates for uh, quite a period of time and we're going to shrink the balance sheet and it's going to be like watching paint dry. That was in September. And by March of 19, they were cutting rates again. I mean, they just they, they, they haven't done a very good job at all. And now they, they've been on this series of chronic rate hikes. And as you pointed out, inflation's falling anyway. And uh, the good news about that is it, it might encourage them to slow down. The bad news about that is it's going to impact corporate profits. And corporate profits, as you point out, are the mother's milk of the stock market. So it's a real messy situation. And you haven't even brought up uh, the $1.7 trillion spending spree that Washington just went on and what kind of impact that could have on inflation. I know it's not going to help the economy, uh, but uh, it it could make things messier on the inflation front over the next year or two. So it's it's a real messy situation. I don't have uh, much confidence at all in the Fed. I think they've proven they can bungle up um, anything. So um, I'm not not confident at all. The good news is – I do think that we will hit a bottom sometime in 23, mm. uh, probably this summer, and we're going to have some tremendous opportunities from there. So the message, I think, for investors ought to be, hang on, baby, Friday's coming. It's just that Friday's not going to come for six months. 
I think the bullish thing here is Bing Crosby's White Christmas. <laughs> I just think that's the most bullish thing we can have. Somebody ought to send that to Joe Biden. Okay. Isn't he supposed to be Catholic? Yeah, he says he's a, he's a devout Catholic. But when he gave his Christmas tree speech, you know, they unveiled the national Christmas tree. He never mentioned Christmas, never mentioned Christmas, never mentioned baby Jesus. None of that stuff just just blows my mind. Anyway, we digress. I want both of you to have a happy, merry, holy Christmas and a great new year. Jim LeCamp of Morgan Stanley, Mike Ozanian of Forbes. Folks, stick around. We've got more to do. We're going to play some more bars of Bing Crosby's White Christmas. And we're going to talk some money in politics with Liz Peek and Steve Moore. I'm Kudlow. We'll be right back. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.